Welcome world to Telling Money Basics, the show that takes this big concept we call money and breaks it down into itty bitty pieces so I can understand it better and hopefully you can too. I'm your host, Sean Townley. Today we're going to talk about money minimalism. Now money minimalism is not, you know, uh, getting rid of money or trying to get rid of it and minimize it somehow. No, no, it's talking about what would make you still happy, but yet allow you to have the least amount of money possible. Let me unpack that a little bit. So money minimalist, the practice of using money with purpose and means to an end. That way you're not just accumulating it for no particular reason. Everybody wants a lot of money. Everybody wants to be rich, super rich, win the lottery, all that kind of stuff. But in this thought exercise, we want to think about how much is the minimum amount of money that will continue to make us happy. Kind of like being frugal, but happy. Right. I mean, if you're if you're not comfortable being frugal, then maybe your money minimalism is going to be a lot higher than someone else. But if you are able to live a minimalistic type lifestyle, you may find you don't need to make as much money as you thought to make it by to make you to keep you happy. All right, let's break it down. So setting priorities, money is a means to an end and not the goal. The the point that we're trying to to make here is not that we want to collect money for the sake of collecting money. We want to have a purpose. So every time you have a dollar that comes into your spending plan, there's a purpose for it. Yeah, you set it aside for some particular future purpose, some future allegation, not just putting in the account, let it sit in your checking account and just until you need it or you overdraw it or whatever the case may be. So you sit down and you mindfully think about Hey, as stuff comes in, I have a purpose for you. I need you to go take care of this for me. Think of it as kind of a servant to your cause. That's that's the way we want to approach this. And we want to make sure that every dollar has an assigned purpose going forward. So that's setting a priority for it. The next is mental and physical well-being are a requirement. So if you're not feeling comfortable with how much money you have right now and you can't sleep at night or you're not making ends meet, then your mental and physical well-being are also a requirement with money minimalism. You want to make sure that you have enough money to take care of your your essentials and your savings and then what wants you want. We're, we're still talking about the wants bucket. We, we can't really cut corners on essentials because those are, by definition, what you need. And you want to make sure that that's getting taken care of. Savings is also in my, I mean, it's not essential per se, but to me, it's very essential. In fact, it's the first bucket that I like to fill. So we're starting to talk about wants because that's where we have the flexibility. You know, setting our standard, our quality of life is where we want to concentrate. So that's where we're looking for the minimalism. Relationships are important. Relationships are more important than money. And that's true regardless of how much money you're making. If you're a millionaire, but you're you know really bad with your relationships, you, I don't think you're going to have a happy life. If you are you're making a hundred thousand dollars and you're not good to people, you may not have a happy life. If you make twenty five thousand, but you get along with everyone and you have great relationships with your friends and family and colleagues, I think you'll actually be happier making less money. And that's what this is about. So, how much money can you make and still have good relationships? Keep those relationships first. Don't just keep accumulating money for the sake of money. We want to make sure that we're doing it with a purpose. And relationships, always keep relationships more important than money. I know money can help with relationships, but at the end of the day, your relationship with other human beings is far more important. 
Your happiness comes from within and not with what you can buy. And this is, uh, you know, kind of a chicken and the egg scenario, at least it's been explained to me. You know, if I had more money, I'll be happy. Well, what's keeping you from being happy now? Is it just the money or what you could buy with money? Or does happiness need to come from within? I mean, I know a lot of people that don't make a lot of money, don't have a lot of assets, their, their personal wealth is not very high, and they're very happy people. And you may know, know some too. I mean, very happy people. So their, their dependency on happiness doesn't require money. And I think at the end of the day, if you really analyze it, if you keep asking enough whys, you'll find out it's not necessarily the money that's going to make you happy. I think you have to find happiness from within. I think you, you are happy, and then you go from there. And money can be an extension of that. But if you're looking to try to get a new job or you want to date that person that you've been, or if you get this much money that you're going to be happy, I, I think you might find you're going to be disappointed. You're just going to have that and still not be happy. Maybe we can break that down on another show some other time. But I don't think money itself is going to make you happy. Now, what you can do with it, you can make others happy for sure. But I think those are short term. We're looking for the long haul. We, we're trying to think about what make what keeps us happy perpetually. You know, what, what's going to keep us without material needs. Part of this is kind of going at it like you're frugal. You know, function before fashion. This is one of my creeds I like to, to live by. I think being frugal is cool, but that's me. You know, I think it's fun not to pay re full retail for anything. I mean, Apple just announced their new lineup. So one of the things I start looking at is the things that were, you know, the latest and greatest literally yesterday. Where can I find those now for a discount? This is the time to buy N minus one or N minus two. You know, it depends on your needs and your wants and what's making you happy. But what makes me happy is not paying full retail for anything. So I think being frugal is cool. Now, how does that deal with money minimalism? You know, knowing when not to, when you don't want to spend the money, when you do want to keep it for another purpose and not just to have it for other widgets. Now, if 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 you've got a mad money account and you have money set aside to buy those widgets, then and that's what makes you happy, then go for it. But otherwise, you know, if you're going to be a minimalist, you're going to keep, you know, you're going to keep one or two of the same things, you're going to have a system for it, and you're going to only have things around that you actually use and that make you happy. And not much else, right? Not a whole lot of creature comforts. Go for timeless trends, timelessness over trends. One of the things that, you know, seems to never go out of fashion is, you know, dressing nice. But I know the actual fashions themselves come in and out of vogue. Well, if you can see yourself in a fashion or two behind the trends, you know, and you can still be happy, then so be it. I know a lot of people like myself that only wear certain types of shirts, you know, same color. We don't, because I don't want to think about it. You know, if that's not you, if fashion really is what drives you, if your friends are into fashion and that makes you happy, then you're going to have to spend a little bit more on that. But there may be other areas in your life, you know, that you don't necessarily have to, to spend that money on. So you just have to, you have to think about timelessness. You know, what, where can my dollars stretch for the longest amount of time? If I'm getting a car, am I buying a car for two to three years like most people do? Or am I buying it for 10 plus years? You know, something that's going to be timeless. Like, uh, I don't know, Toyota Camry, you know, or a Honda Accord. You know, these, things, these cars have been around for decades. People love them. They drive them. They last forever. Timeless. As opposed to a trend, right? Some The latest, greatest car that in a few years may not even be made anymore, you know, because it was trendy and then no one wants to buy it anymore. So think about that. When you're making purchases, is this for the long haul? 
Am I buying this to last for a very long time? Can I get the maximum out of this? Or is this something short-term and I need to take you know accountability in the spin to account for that? Another mindset is quality over quantity. You don't need a whole lot of stuff if you have very nice stuff, you know, small amounts of stuff. So think about that as well. That's one of the things I like to do. Instead of buying a whole bunch of cheaper things, I'd rather buy a few high-quality things that will last me a very long time. You have to do your research. You have to make sure that, that you go out and, and do some legwork on this because some things can be expensive and still cheap. So just be careful with that, especially if you're going to pay full retail for it. I mean, that's another red flag for me. Replace existing instead of adding. So this is, you know, people buy bigger houses because they have too much stuff and they want more stuff so they go get a bigger house so they can put more stuff in it. I took the opposite approach uh, this last time with the kids getting older and moving out. We we downsized and we decided what we're getting rid of. And so slowly, I'm just kind of slowly getting rid of things that hopefully at the end of my journey, I'll have just the things around me that I need to be happy and live a minimalistic money type lifestyle. But the things I will buy will be high quality. They won't be the cheapest. They'll be high quality, but they'll last a long time, right? The reason why I buy an iPhone, iPhone is because they're usually supported four to five years after you buy them. So yes, they do cost a lot of money if you pay full retail. Even if you don't pay full retail, they can be very expensive, but they're going to last you several years. Whereas some Android devices, you buy them, you might get support for a couple of years, you know, maybe some of the high-end flagship stuff, we'll get more support. But for the most part, you're going to have to buy a new phone every two or three years or so. So take that into consideration. Divide that up, right? Even if you buy a $1,000 phone, but you keep it for five years, that's $200 a year. If you buy a $500 phone every two years, that's still $1,000. But you got to get a new phone. And while I have three more years, you will have to pay another $1,000 before I even get to the end of the five years. So... Think about the math when you're doing when you're doing that. You know, maybe sometimes it's a little bit more expensive up front, but in the long run, it might be worth it, especially if you're getting the support going forward. Simplified money tools. This will help you keep it, you know, minimalistic as well. So keep it simple with spreadsheets and notebooks. You don't have to get big fancy software. I mean, there's a lot of apps out there that'll help you track your money and see where your spending is, but you can just do it with simple spreadsheets and a notebook. You can even do it with a three-ring binder if you want to, just to kind of help you see where your money's going and see if you're getting the value out of that. If you buy something, keep track of it, look back in a couple of years, see if you're still using it or things that you bought, some toys, some widgets. Are you still using them after you know a year or so? Or did you throw them in a, in a desk somewhere and forget about it? And you pull it out and maybe put it up on offer up and try to get a few bucks out of it, but it's a fraction a fraction of the cost. Did you get your full value out of that? And that's really what I want you to be thinking about is did I get my full value out of the thing that I'm purchasing here? Minimize your credit cards. This this keeps it easy too, right? Maybe just keep a debit card because you have a checking account and a savings account. Maybe one or two cards with rewards, maybe a cashback reward or if you like to travel, but no more than one or two. In addition to your credit card, that should be more than enough to take care of it. Definitely no store credit cards. The interest rates on those things get ridiculous. And unless you're just going to a store all the time or you work at that store, or you're, you're getting extra discounts. I don't think it's worth it. Getting cash back on a card, one, two, maybe even 3%, I think you're going to find you're going to get more value getting money back on that. And it's another way to help you keep from paying full price on everything. And then finally, keep track of every transaction. This goes back to your spending plan. 
but until you're actually keeping track of everything, it's going to be very hard to find out how much you're spending. And then you want to try to assess, okay, of the things I'm spending, what are, what are the things that are truly making me happy, right? What is making me happy? Can I be a little bit more frugal? Can I still buy better things, but not as many of them? Can I replace things instead of just adding at new? I think you're going to find your money minimalism and you'll find out how much money you can actually live on and still be very happy, very comfortable for your life. So reach out to me. What did I miss? What is your money minimalism? Do you know the number that you have that you you need to be able to be to to function at that lowest level of money that you have but still be just as happy as if you had any more money on top of it? I'd love to hear your story. Hey, reach out to me. You can find me at townleytech at gmail.com. You can find me on X at Sean Townley. You can find me on LinkedIn at Sean Townley. And then if you want to help support the show, you can subscribe, look in the notes, and you'll find a link where you can become a subscriber and help me pay for this. I enjoy doing this. This has been a lot of fun. I've been doing it for several years now. I'm trying to refine my craft. One day I'll figure out how to market it, and you, maybe you could help me with that if you know how to do it. But I'd like to be able to do this full-time, or at least part-time, uh, as long as I keep enjoying it, but you can help with that. Hey, reach out to me. Let me know. And until next time, 